0: You're listening to Criterion Channel Surfing, a podcast dedicated to the films of the Criterion Collection streaming video service, The Criterion Channel. I'm your host, Josh Hornbeck. Robert Taylor, screenwriter and critic at the Robert Taylor Odyssey, joins me today to discuss June's new releases and expiring titles. Stay with us as we start Surfing the Criterion Channel. If you enjoy Criterion Channel Surfing, make sure to check out Good Times, Great Movies, hosted by Doug McCambridge and Jamie Lorello, a podcast about the best, but usually the worst, of 80s cinema. Every other Friday, Doug and Jamie discuss a film from the 80s. Some are films they haven't seen since they were kids and offer a contemporary perspective. Others are films they've never seen before, but probably should have. Do they hold up? Are they classics? Or would these films just be better off having been lost to time? Find out more at goodtimesgreatmovies.com CriterionCast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com My guest today is Robert Taylor, screenwriter and critic at the Robert Taylor Odyssey. Robert, thank you so much for coming on the show today and joining me to discuss all of the Criterion Channel's new and expiring titles for June.
1: Hello, friend Josh. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Well, uh, you know, uh, Patreon uh, people have just heard us uh ramble for 25 minutes or so, but for the, the main episode, I'm just curious, what have you been up to? How is life going? Oh, uh, what is going on in your world, sir?
1: Well, I'm back in LA and the, there has just been a feature version of the television show that I worked on for eight seasons, spirit Riding mm-hmm. free just got released into theaters. It is very cute and cuddly and lots of horses. So if you have any kids, god godkids, uh, or just neighbor children who you can kidnap for a few hours, I highly recommend that you take them to the nearest movie theater and check out Spirit Untamed. Uh, we've got Julianne Moore, who turns out is as sweet as humanly possible. We've got Jake Gyllenhaal and Wal- Walton Goggins, and it's uh, a good old time. You have not lived, my friend, until you have gone into... This was the first movie that I've seen in a theater mm. since COVID started. Oh, wow. And so I went to, like, uh, an 11.30 a.m. showing on opening day. And it was, the theater was as crowded as it could be. And it was all kids. And you have not lived until you have seen... Uh, Them applauding for every character (laughs) that you worked on for three to four years straight. And they're like, oh, my God, it's Spirit!" And I'm like, damn. Hmm. So it was very awesome. Yeah, it was very fun to see the movie. The fact that the movie, despite getting not great reviews, but it's a kid's movie about uh, female empowerment. So shocker. It's a very very fun ride with some great imagery and I'm happy with the way that the franchise is progressing and I am also going to be happy with the residuals that hit my bank account in 6 months.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's great. What and, have you been up to? Oh, you know, you know, I am I'm continuing to do my my recovery. Uh just got back from vacation, did my at-home film festival and uh, enjoyed two weeks of uh film on various platforms so uh it's been good and now i'm diving back into work and the podcast and doing more as i have a little more energy trying to get uh, a little bit more of our cinema cocktail up and running so it's uh it's exciting
1: now, since you spent so much time away from the Criterion channel when you were doing the film festival, when you logged in to prep for this episode and you saw the amount of stuff that had gone and the amount of stuff that had come back on, did you start having panic burps?
0: You know, I, I, I did a little, a tiny bit, a tiny bit. But then I, was, I, I went back to that conversation that I had with Matt Gasteyer like a year and a half ago and just remembered that it's okay. Things come on the channel and things leave the channel. And I'm not going to catch them all, and that's fine, and that's okay. I, you know, I, I I'm learning to, to have peace about that, and uh, and to not let the channel dictate my viewing. It, right uh,
1: now, you sound like an alcoholic with a glass of scotch in front of you, who's trying <laughs> not to drink.
0: That's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's, you know, but but really, you know, in. In watching so much, uh for those who who've listened on Patreon, there you know, I, I talked about a lot of really interesting stuff on that I got to catch on the festival, uh from the my festival on a lot of different platforms. There are so many so many films from the past few years that then get buried on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Canopy or all of these other streaming services. And uh, one of the things that I, I really love about doing that festival is getting to discover those things. And, you know, when you, you do focus just on one service, you do miss a whole lot of the other stuff that's out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, you know, I try to try to, you know, the Criterion channel is my, my primary go-to streaming service, but I do really try to, uh, uh, spread the love around a little bit, especially, uh, as we get towards the end of the year and I'm trying to catch up on, uh, the year's releases and, and other things. Um, but, uh, yeah, as I'm looking at the stuff for this month, uh, there's a lot of really great things. So, uh, are you ready to dive into the new and expiring titles for the month?
1: I am. I feel like you should take a, as I babble on, take a long drink of water. Because you're about to say a lot of stuff, my friend.
0: <laughs> oh, there's 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 a lot this month. Um, starting with Carol Lombard, First Lady of Screwball. We are getting No Man of Her Own, Virtue, Hands Across the Table, My Man Godfrey, Nothing Sacred, True Confession, In Name Only, Vigil of the Night, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and To Be or Not To Be. In Adventures in Moviegoing with Justin Simeon, we're getting Symbiopsychotaxoplasm Psychotaxoplasm Take One, The Learning Tree, Losing Ground, Ethnic Notions, Sidewalk Stories, To Sleep with Anger, and Daughters of the Dust. In Pride and Protest, the films of Rob Epstein and Jeffrey Friedman, we're getting Word is Out, Stories of Some of Our Lives, The Times of Harvey Milk, The AIDS Show, Common Threads, Stories from the Quilt, Where Are We, Our Trip Through America, The Celluloid Closet, Paragraph 175, and Howl. Then there's Bad Spaniard, 11 scathing satires by Luis Garcia Berlanga, with Welcome Mr. Marshall, Boyfriend in Sight, The Rocket from Calabuch, Miracles of Thursday, Placido, The Executioner, La Boutique, long live the bride and groom patrimonio Nacional, national three and everyone off to jail uh, we're getting the starring judy holiday bundle with the marrying kind it should happen to you i think that's how that's pronounced full of life the solid gold cadillac the bells are ringing we're getting criterion editions of beyond the valley of the dolls safe topsy-turvy Christ Stopped at Eboli, Rosetta, Scanners, and the Orphic Trilogy. We're getting Martin Scorsese's World Cinema Project with Downpour, Dos Mones. We're getting Robert Downey, Moment to Moment, with Babo 73, Chafed Elbows, No More Excuses, Putney Swope, Greaser's Palace, and Two Tons of Turquoise to Taos Tonight. We're getting the streaming premieres of Spoor. The Middleman and Francisca. We're getting Queer sided Breaking Taboos with Sylvia Scarlet, Olivia, Victim, Teorema, Cruising, Freak Orlando, Personal Best, Tongues Untied, Poison, and O Phantasma. From the new Three Dimensions section, we're getting three by John Waters with multiple maniacs, Pink Flamingos, Female Trouble. And we're getting three starring Jane Russell with His Kind of Woman, Macau, and The Revolt of Marnie Stover. From the True Stories section, we're getting The Queen. And we're getting the singing, dancing documentaries of George T. Nirenberg with No Maps on My Taps, Say Amen Somebody, and About Tap. From the Women Filmmakers section, we're getting *Madchen in Uniform, Western. Aya of Yop City, and Freak Orlando. From the Saturday matinees, we're getting The Mark of Zorro, A Cat in Paris, Tales of the Night, and Heidi. Uh, We're getting uh, short film programs of Fragments of Seeking, the short films of Curtis Harrington with The Fall of the House of Usher, Fragment of Seeking, On the Edge, Picnic, The Assignation, the Wormwood Star, The Four Elements, and Usher. We're getting Bong Jun Ho's short film Incoherence. And we're getting the shorts plus features of Non Je ne no Regrette Réan or No Regret plus Black Men Dream or Hashtag Black Men Dream. We're getting Me the Terrible plus Zazie Dans Le Metro. We're getting Love You More plus Gypsy 83. We're getting double features of BPM, Beats Per Minute, plus The Class. The Oxbow Incident, plus t- 12 Angry Men. Tom of Finland, plus Daddy and the Muscle Academy. And Funeral Parade of Roses, plus Crazed Fruit. Then we're getting a few additions to previous bundles. We're getting additions to the Directed by Mitchell Lesion bundle, Hands Across the Table. And additions to the Starring Robin, Robert Ryan bundle, clash by night and men in war so congratulations yes i took it i took a little uh a little uh more leisurely this time uh i didn't rush josh you have to
1: be completely honest with me when i ask you this question yes in all of the titles that you have listed over the course of the entire podcast, yes. have you ever, just for funsies, just for your own personal enjoyment, <laughs> thrown in a couple titles that don't exist?
0: No. I because I'm looking yeah. at
1: this, and Daddy and the Muscle Academy is not a movie that can, could possibly exist.
0: It actually <laughs> is. It is. It is on... yeah, it's there. It's there. I think this is a long con. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are the, I, I would never do that to our listeners. I would never do that to our listeners. <laughs> For the record, I would, but I'm not reading the titles. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't have you read the titles. <laughs> Robert, what are the films that you're really excited to catch? What are the films that you really want to recommend to people? Uh, how do we help people navigate through all of the films that are coming onto the channel this, uh, this month?
1: Well, dear listener, if you're anything like me, you laid on the carpet and cried for about ten minutes when you realized how much content was coming on, and then after you did, you just started clicking on through, and of the stuff that I am excited to see, i.e. I have never really engaged with before, I've seen Orpheus, mm. but I have not seen the other two, and of course mm. the box set is, you know, famously impossible to find. Yeah. Um, So the fact that the movie, specifically Testament of Morpheus, I think is the most difficult of the three, are up there. Dive in. I cannot wait to see them. I really hope they don't let me down. I have a feeling they might. But I am excited. I cannot wait to start watching them. And then the Carol Lombard set... I think, is kind of incredible. Because I thought I had seen a bunch of Carol Lombard movies. I'd seen Mom and Godfrey, I saw Nothing Sacred, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and then you see the box set, and I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. There is a lot of fun stuff here. Although, I'm not sure Hands Across the Table is a real movie, Josh. I'm calling you out again. Um, <laughs> that said, I definitely want to dive in. Of the movies that I have seen, uh, I, of course, speaking as an LGBT person, wanted to recommend something ...that is a little in that uh, rainbow color, even though it's in black and white. So, Victim, which you know, "Fame" is a film noir from, I believe... Uh, not I believe, it's an English film noir... Uh, ...that was the first time the word homosexual was spoken on screen... ...and is about mm-hmm. uh, someone who is blackmailing gay men in England... ...and the destruction that that causes amongst good people's lives really shockingly holds up beautifully today. I rewatched it two or three days ago and thought it was just incredible. The performances were great and the way it uh, underlines loneliness, uh, especially of these men who would be in prison if they were allowed to be themselves is so refreshing considering where the country and the world was politically at the time. So Really a great, great movie. And I think the smartest thing about it is instead of appearing like a soapbox movie, instead of having a bunch of speeches about how gay people are people and stuff like that, the filmmakers were smart to be like, no, let's just tell a crime story, a smart crime story, and use this to allow the audience and use the content to allow the audience to come to their own conclusions about the themes. Which I loved. Yeah. And then last, but certainly not least, have you seen His Kind of Woman before,
0: Josh? I have not. I
1: have not. Oh, okay. So, I love this movie. Five out of five. It is Robert Misham, and uh, obviously Jane Russell. It was made at RKO, and it is notable because the first half of the movie is a straight noir. It's mm. Robert Mitchum is sent to a location, and he is supposed to pretend to be someone, and he will get paid for it. And, of course, that puts his life in danger because the person is a marked man. And then the second half of the movie is a send-up of film noir. Mm -hmm. So there is this awkward transition in the middle of the movie where Vincent Price shows up as a supporting character who is a self-possessed actor. And all of a sudden, the movie goes off the hinges in, uh, off the rails in a a hilarious, knowing way. It's beautiful, brilliantly rendered. Plus, you can't do better than this cast. It's, it's brilliant. It made me laugh. It made me cry. And there's a moment where Vincent Price commandeers a ship, uh, like uh, (laughs) as if he is a Shakespearean hero. And immediately it sinks, which made me laugh so hard I snorted. So uh, those are my recommendations. Tell oh, that's me all fantastic!
0: About yours. <laughs> well, before we move on to mine, I just want to echo. Um, I think that the the victim is a really fantastic film. I I saw that when the Basil Dearden Eclipse set came out, and just uh, really, uh, I really really loved that film. I thought it was a really strong strong film with great great performances um and i like what you say about the fact that it 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 isn't a polemic it isn't uh you know he he was a filmmaker who was doing films about social issues without ever really making them about the social issue and uh and i think victim is a really great illustration of that and it was surprisingly progressive for the time so yeah, I think that's I, a pretty I, incredible.
1: One. I have a sneaking suspicion it might be one of those very rare films that gets the upgrade from the mm. Eclipse set to an yeah. actual spine number. Yeah. And and neither of us said Dirk Bogard is fucking bananas incredible in this movie. It yeah. is. He's so good. By far his best performance. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also really, uh, I want to, I would love, just love to. Uh, Recommend that Orphic trilogy set. All of the films in that are incredible. Uh, or Orpheus is great, but um, Blood of the Poet and Testament of Orpheus are really, really phenomenal. Testament of Orpheus is one of those films that was uh, foundational for me. Oh wow! Um, not just as a as a film person, but as a writer, um, I still remember as I was as I was working on. Uh, I had I had just you know I had been been writing and directing theater uh, for a, a touring theater company and at a college and they had this was during the recession and they had just ca- cut my program and so I was starting to work on something and I I wasn't sure what to do um, and uh, watching a uh, testament of Orpheus and watching the way Kukto marries classic mythology with modern day concerns and uses that imagery was so fundamental to me as a writer that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a really special film for me. And so, uh, having all three of those films in one place, uh, I think is really special. So, uh, I, I really want to recommend people catch that as well. So I would, I was I was going to recommend that until I saw it on your list. So, uh, mm-hmm. I am very, very happy that you're uh, talking about that as well. I will
1: report back after I watch.
0: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I am going to recommend the uh, Luis Garcia Berlanga set. I've only seen maybe four or five films in that set, Uh, and these are all films that are permanent in the collection, so these are not films that are going to go anywhere, but I'm really happy that Criterion is bundling them together and is uh, highlighting them, uh, because I think that a lot of these films in the permanent collection get lost. Uh, or get buried uh, because it's really easy to um, to overlook these ones. And uh, his films are so funny; they are so dark and so uh, they they just have this edge of the the satire in them is just uh, cutting. And as he was making these in a in, in a time when this kind of satire was a little dangerous uh, as well uh, his films are are really really incredible uh, i've spoken about long live the bride and groom on david blakeslee's criterion reflections podcast i've watched welcome mr marshall which is a really delightful uh critique of uh american uh, colonialism and uh the La Boutique is again another really just stinging satire of relationships and capitalism and uh, uh, his his stuff is just, it's so, so uh, well drawn that uh, I think that you're not going to go wrong in diving into his work. So I uh, highly recommend uh, jumping into that collection. I've recommended uh, Losing Ground uh, before, but uh, since it's coming up in the Adventures and Movie Going, this seems like as good a time as any to uh, just, if you have not seen it, recommend it again. It's a beautiful film, it's really moving. I think that it is, again, one of those great great works of black cinema that uh, is is really worth catching. Uh, I don't know how long we're going to have it on on the channel, so um, do make sure to catch it while it's still there.
1: And it has some tragedy, not tragedy, but it has some bittersweet sweet quality attached to it in that the director never got to see Mm -hmm. the movie on the big screen during her lifetime, which is really sad considering the quality of the film itself
0: yeah i am really really eager to catch spoor which is uh, directed by uh, agnesia holland who uh she directed europa europa i know you're not a fan of that one robert it's Uh, fine but uh (laughs) This is one that has made a few a few critics that I uh, respect. It's made uh, some of their uh, it made some of their top ten uh, films for a few years ago. It's based on uh, the novel "Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead" by Olga Tokercek. Uh She won the Nobel uh, a few years ago. Why uh, wouldn't
1: they save the name for the know. movie? That is a damn good title.
0: I know. Uh, my wife uh, is a huge fan of Olga Tokarczuk, and uh, Olga Tokarczuk's books have just now become tra- been translated and released uh, here in the United States. There's only three of them that are uh, available in the U.S., and she's reading them just as soon as they're getting uh, put out and. She just says that you know this this uh, author is a master masterful um, writer and uh, just hearing how good spore is and how good this book is, I am really, really eager to to catch uh, spore. I just have heard really, really great things about it so uh, that's one that I'll probably catch uh, before it leaves the channel uh, and then you know with some fear and trepidation. <laughs> I am uh very interested in catching Pink Flamingos while it's on the channel. You know, I I I have this this I had this reservation about John Waters as a filmmaker. And uh when I watched Multiple Maniacs, I was kind of surprised by how much I appreciated what he was doing there. And, you know, I think Pink Flamingos lives on as this in legend, as this, you know, uh, gross out film as this really horrible work, and uh, after watching *Multiple Maniacs*, I'm like, you know, maybe it's not actually as as bad as it is. But I am I am approaching it with some trepidation. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, that type of work, but uh, I I've appreciated more and more what Waters is doing. That uh, I'll be I'll be curious to to check this out since I it's it's a harder film to see.
1: I always appreciate what he watches, but and I feel like I am betraying gay guys everywhere by (laughs) disliking his work. But it's just a thing where I am just not on the same humor wavelength as him. I Mm -hmm. keep trying when Polyester came out. I was super Mm -hmm. excited about it. I watched it under the best possible conditions, and I was just like, okay, I get it. I yep. got you. It's just, it's not for me. That said, yeah, haven't seen pink flamingos. If you, you and I tend to sync up taste wise, yeah. so if you message me and tell me it's a masterpiece, I will <laughs> happily give it a shot. But just know, I will never forgive you if <laughs> I watch it and I'm traumatized.
0: That's a that's that's good to know. Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, as I like to say around here, Criterion giveth and Criterion taketh away. And uh, I think I saw somewhere, you know, I didn't go through the the actual count, but um, I think I saw somewhere that uh, Criterion Channel is losing 85 films this month, which is a lot. Uh, So we have uh, quite a few films that are leaving and uh, it it feels like a a bloodbath this month. So uh, 87 I'm
1: give... films if you count the two you're gonna make up in the yes uh yes. dear listeners try and figure <laughs> out which ones no i'm kidding <laughs> uh,
0: so from the gamblers bundle we are going to be losing gilda any number can play dark city the las vegas story five card stud mccabe and mrs miller the gambler atlantic city house of games and hard eight there's still a few films that will be uh, remaining from that bundle we're going to be losing the entire the best of the marx brothers bundle with animal crackers monkey business horse feathers duck soup a night at the opera a day at the races room service at circus go west and the big store Uh, The Black Western bundle is gone, but uh, El Condor was one of those few remaining titles that was around, and it is now going to be gone. We're going to be losing most of the directed by Bertrand uh, Tavernier bundle. We're going to be losing The Clockmaker of St. Paul, The Judge and the Assassin, A Week's Vacation, Death Watch, A Sunday in the Country, Life and Nothing But, Daddy Nostalgia, and Captain Conan. We're going to be losing three by Pablo Traperno with The Lion's Den, Caroncho, and White Elephant. We're going to be losing three by Raj Kapoor with Owara, Shri 420 and Sangam. From the Christine Turner Homegoing's film, which had a couple of short films, we're going to be losing Kevin Beasley's Raw Materials. From the Afrofuturism bundle, we're going to be losing Born in Flames and Les Sonnetses. From the Film Foundation uh, bundle, we're going to be losing Force of Evil, Caught, and Blackmail. We're going to be losing a lot out of the scores by Ennio Morricone bundle. We'll be losing The Big Gundown, Death Rides a Horse, The Mercenary, A Quiet Place in the Country, Burn, Investigation of a Citizen Above Suspicion, Duck You Sucker, Arabian Nights, Days of Heaven, The Thing, The Mission, and Ripley's Game. From the starring Peter Sellers bundle, we'll be losing Let's Go Crazy, The Lady Killers, I'm Alright Jack, and Mr. Topaz. From the directed by Gordon Parks bundle, we'll be losing Shaft and Shaft's Big Score. From the documentaries by Julian Temple bundle, we'll be losing Oil City Confidential and Habaneros. From the directed by Zanabu, Irene Davis will be losing compensation. I believe the rest of the films in that bundle are short films, and so whenever that happens, I always recommend people catch all of the films in that bundle because you never know if the short films are going to disappear as well. It looks like most of the rest of the 70s horror bundle are going to be disappearing. Uh, the, the 70s horror bundle itself is no longer on the channel but uh, there's a few stragglers that hadn't been removed from the channel yet. So we'll be losing The Witch Who Came From the Sea, The Crazies, Images, Season of the Witch, The Hills Have Eyes, and The Driller Killer. We'll be losing Criterion Collection editions of To Sleep With Anger and Moonrise. We'll be losing the Saturday matinees of Winged Migration, Tom Thumb, and Kikuru and the Men and Women. And then there are a lot of individual titles that were part of Double Features. They were streaming premieres. They were just uh, released on their own. And uh, we'll be losing A Woman, A Gun, and A Noodle Shop, Days of Wine and Roses, Ice, Experiment in Terror, Babylon, Picnic, France Fanon, Black Skin, White Mask, A Doll's House, That's Life, Gohato, Kill List, Patton and Ray and Liz. And uh, Gahato is especially uh, notable in that uh, it was originally, it looked like it was going to be a Janice Films release, but uh, our friend Michael Hutchins reached out to Criterion and it looks like Janice has lost the distribution rights for Gahato, which is a film by Nagisa Oshima. So that one is uh, going to be uh, leaving their permanent library as well. So... Uh, that's a lot of a lot of films that we're losing there, Robert. What are what are you uh, going to catch? What do you recommend people uh, catch? Nobody's going to be able to catch all those films before the end of the month. So, what do you uh, think people need to prioritize?
1: Well, in the first place. <laughs> I thought the 70s bundle was gone because it was deleted from my queue. I had added it in. I didn't realize that there were a couple movies left. And so when you sent me this list, I began to immediately be like, oh, damn. Click, 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 (laughs) click. And they are now all added. I have never seen the crazies. I've never seen images, Mm. which uh, early Altman. So seems like it's a a necessity I have seen Hills Have Eyes, and I don't want to see it again, but <laughs> Season of the Witch uh, also seems fascinating, especially now that Romero is being reconsidered under the auteur lens.
0: Yeah, I don't know
1: what the driller killer is, and I don't know if it's a movie, everyone, just be aware, <laughs> but I also would happily watch that. So the one that I am most excited about is the one that is no longer even a bundle, That said, we got some other great stuff. I saw Shaft for the very first time in my life Mm. uh, earlier this week. It's a really damn good movie. Mm. But it also is not at all close to what the cultural idea of Shaft is, if that makes sense. It is much more toned down. There is so much less sex than... I expected it to be, especially considering the theme song. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a wonderful movie, but I suppose it is just not what I expected it. In the same way that I guess Doctor No is not essentially what James Bond became. Yeah, uh, Shaft is not what the Shaft franchise or what the image of Shaft in culture itself is. What it is, is a very, very good private detective movie that is fascinating to view in the lens of police brutality today. Uh, Gilda is one of my top ten noir of all time. So if you have never seen Gilda before, please go check it out. That said, if you miss it, the Criterion Spine, which is bright pink, makes me smile every time I see it. So (laughs) you can get it that way. And last up is Force of Evil, which I think only was on the channel for what, 2 months? Okay, yeah, was so when
0: they put a it on? Short run, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's here and gone, but oh, is it fantastic.
0: Mm. Polanski
1: is such a talented filmmaker. He wrote in addition to this, which he directed as well, but he wrote Body and Soul, which is another noir all-timer. Gar- John Garfield is in this, and aside from Hima has never looked hotter. And I love visually the climax, which I hesitate to spoil even all these years later, but it's one of the defining sequences in all of film noir. And mm. As it takes the viewer, and I'm going to continue to be vague, because if you haven't seen it, see it. It's only mm. a 70-minute movie. You should see it, but as the filmmakers take us down all of, into all of the circles of hell one at a time. It's just, movies don't get much better than that. And if you haven't had an opportunity, check it out.
0: Hmm. Well, that's great. Yeah, that one actually does. The film foundation ones are ones that I feel like are really, really important to catch. Because um, I do think that those are ones that... Uh, those restorations, even if you can find copies of those films somewhere, you're not going to find uh, the restorations streaming or even on disc somewhere. So, yeah, I think those are great.
1: Have you seen Shaft? Were you surprised by how... I have how... not
0: seen it yet. So that oh. that's one that I might need to just go ahead. And uh, uh, I saw The Learning Tree during my... Um, uh, film festival, and so I might need to round out my Gordon Parks uh, viewing and uh, check out Shaft and Shaft's big score.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's also odd to me. I suppose again, this is just culturally I had absorbed. I had thought that there yeah. were like eight Shaft movies. No, there's three.
0: Yeah, and yeah.
1: that's and that's it. So good. good on the movies for being as culturally impactful as they were. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I'm going to recommend the short film, Kevin Beasley's Raw Materials. During my film festival, I watched uh, Homegoings, uh, which is uh, Christine Turner's really beautiful film about a funeral home director and his practice. He's an African-American funeral director, and it's about black funeral traditions. It's a really beautiful film. And the film bundle also includes two short films. And she's really drawn to doing documentary portraits of Black artists. And this is a 10-minute short film, but it is gorgeous. It is really, really well-constructed. I think that uh, she, as a filmmaker, is able to use sound and editing and imagery in a way that goes beyond what most documentary profiles of artists do. And uh, I would just really highly recommend people spend the 10 minutes to watch this this short film. It's really a a great look at uh, this artist's work and uh, gives you a very tactile sense of uh, what he is doing. And... uh, you know while we can't go into art galleries right now it gives you a uh, almost places you in the gallery space with the work and it's uh it's a really remarkable short film so take the 10 minutes and watch it and watch the rest of her bundle while you're at it <laughs> the peter sellers bundle there's some great stuff in here and i you know i love the lady killers i will still continue to go back to that one over and over again i think it's one of the great dark comedies uh, of all time and uh, i really enjoy i'm all right jack i think it's a a very fun lesser known peter seller's film uh, i haven't seen uh, everything in the bundle but uh, those two in particular are really delightful works and uh, so i just want to recommend people continue to watch this chameleonic performer and uh, what he does is just always really delightful And uh, I am definitely going to be catching Gohado before it uh, disappears. I love Oshima's films. I find his work really challenging. But uh, I find him a really, really uh, powerful filmmaker. And so I'm going to be trying to catch that before it leaves the channel. I definitely want to uh, continue to dig into Oshima's work. And uh, getting to watch this film before it leaves will be really, really good. And the uh, the Afrofuturism stuff, I haven't been able to catch everything that's in that bundle, but the stuff that I have seen has been really incredible. And uh, I'm definitely going to be catching uh, the stuff that I can out of that before it leaves. The, the work there is really, really powerful.
1: So I am going to slightly embarrass myself by saying I have seen none of the movies in the Peter Sellers bundle. Where uh-huh. would you recommend I start?
0: Lady Killers, definitely.
1: Now, uh, I have seen the remake with Tom Hanks, and I was not impressed.
0: <laughs> it's 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 very different than the Coen Brothers version. I feel uh, like I can
1: feel fury in your voice at no, the fact I, that I, I even brought it up.
0: <laughs> no, I actually I actually don't mind the the Coen Brothers version. You know, it's not. Uh, I don't think it's is anywhere near as good as the the Peter Sellers version. But I, you know, I, I, I enjoy it, you know, for what it is, but the, the Peter Sellers version is a masterpiece. (laughs) So, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you, you can't compare the two.
1: Okay. Fair enough. I will watch the lady killers at the very least. I like sellers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. You know, I think that's, that's the one to watch if you're going to watch one of them.
1: I mean, he doesn't want us to like him, which, of course, makes us like
0: him even more. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, uh, those are the Criterion Channel's new and expiring titles for the month of June. Robert, thank you for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun.
1: It's always a pleasure. I am happy to hang out whenever you will have me
0: yes yes well before we go uh what recommendations do you have for any films that aren't on the channel
1: so the very first time i guested on a criterion podcast at all ever in the history of time my recommend something was i had just listened to the hamilton soundtrack for the mm. first time i was like oh my god this is like great yeah. uh this was before it became the cultural phenomenon it was and I am happy to report that I saw In the Heights just recently and think that I'm over the moon about it. That's it's awesome. It's an incredible, fun movie. They have changed it not significantly from the Broadway... I saw the Broadway show a few times as well. They've changed it not insignificantly, but not enough that it makes you frustrated. The way that mm-hmm. Chu has expanded the world into something that does not feel stage-bound... Yeah. Is pretty incredible. And there's one dance sequence that takes place I don't even want to spoil there's one dance sequence. When you see it, you will know exactly mm. the one that I am talking about that made my heart go pitter patter in a way that uh has not happened in a movie musical since God knows how long. It made That's me great. it's a movie that makes you feel joy.
0: That's really wonderful.
1: That's and what great. about you?
0: Uh, The film that I'm going to recommend is uh, one of those discoveries that happened uh, while I was at my uh, festival, and it is a Thai film called Popeye. It's directed uh, by a Singaporean filmmaker working in Thailand, and she tells the story of a middle-aged or older architect who's disillusioned with life, and he comes across a Elephant wandering the streets with a, a a handler that he believes is the elephant that he grew up with on his family farm, and so he buys the elephant from the handler and proceeds on a journey across Thailand to take it back to the family farm. And it's really beautiful. It's it's about regret. It's about. Uh, the, the loss of innocence it's about reckoning with the choices that we make it's about the ways that our our lives change and shift and uh, having to kind of uh, live with the choices that we make it was one of those films that really really surprised me i wasn't sure about it. I just picked it from a list of films by uh, female directors that came out in the last few years. Uh, it's streaming on Hulu. And uh, it was one that just absolutely floored me. So it's a it's a really, really strong film that I uh, highly recommend people catch.
1: That sounds freaking great.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very good, very different, very strange uh, at times. There are lovely moments of magical realism and uh yeah i i really really recommend this one.
1: Uh oh when you were describing that i thought you were talking about my life for a few seconds. <laughs> um but yeah i'm definitely going to watch this and report back to you.
0: Yeah yeah i think it's uh it's a really really intriguing little film so yeah definitely worth catching. So
1: well what do you yeah. think Josh should we send off all of our listeners to watch the eighty-seven thousand films that are leaving Criterion, I think,
0: I think <laughs> it's probably time. Yes. <laughs> well, Robert, uh, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, they can find me on Facebook. I'm in all of the groups, or they can follow the uh, website at theroberttaylorodyssey.wordpress.com. I gosh, which ones did I post recently? I know Phoenix City Story is coming up Monday. So check that out. And A Pickup on South Street was published last week. Spoiler alert, both are great movies.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Robert. You can find Criterion Channel Surfing at CriterionCast.com and our website, Cinemacocktail.com. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching for Criterion Channel Surfing. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us in the Criterion Channel Club Facebook group or send us a message at Surfing at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Josh Hornbeck. Our logo was designed by Doug McCambridge of the Good Times Great Movies podcast. You can see more of his design work at dpmdesigns.com. Criterion Channel Surfing is a proud member of CriterionCast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com and support the work of Criterion Cast at patreon.com slash criterioncast. Criterion Channel Surfing is listener-supported, so please consider donating to the show at patreon.com slash joshhornbeck. For just $5 a month, you get early access to all regular and bonus episodes of the show, and for $10 a month, you'll have the chance to give my guest and I a film to discuss in a special Patreon-only bonus episode. I'd like to continue to thank all of our regular Patreon supporters. Your support really does mean so much and helps keep the show going, so thank you. On the next episode of Criterion Channel Surfing, my guest and I will sit down to discuss July's new and expiring titles. I hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening. Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com.